0: we also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! It's going to be a good morning. It's going to be a little shorter of a message because I'm aware that we had a longer giving video. I know some of you may be tired, maybe too comfortable in your seats, but I just want to encourage you to bear with me. Uh, as I was praying for this morning and I, and I heard and I recorded Pastor Sean with this word, I just felt like breaking the, the word that I had, as actually God spoke to me last night, just break this word in half. Uh, I just want to acknowledge Pastor Sean and Pastor Michelle, they're taking a little bit of a break uh, this month, and not the full month, but I just want to encourage you that they said that they missed you, they, they need this time, and we just want to be able to, to support them in such a season. Uh, he sent and he shared his love, but I just want to encourage you that we as a church are walking into and pursuing this revelation of generosity together. Can we go together at this? And I really believe this this will be a season as we pursue the King of Kings. The more we seek God, the more we find about us, about who we are. You, you want to study anything, you got go to go the, to the first, to the start, to the origin place. And we are birthed in heaven. We were made in heaven. And he created us. So there's nothing better that we can do than seek his face in this season. And I just believe it's a time for the church as a body just to mature and to walk into this new life. And to take like Pastor Sean was sharing, and I want to encourage you again to go back and listen to the YouTube message that he well he shared last week is going to be on YouTube today listen to this message moving into maturity when the flow stops um, and what I want to encourage you today is along the very same lines of what he was speaking, and I want to read a uh, a verse to you in First uh, Corinthians 13:12 uh, 12 it will be on the screen, but if you brought your Bibles, please do open. Um, it says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see imper- things imperfectly, like puzzling, puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. I've been thinking about this statement, but when I grew up, I put away childish things. Let me just take a little bit of a water break here before my voices go. Um, should have you probably carry one of these guys around. It's, what's in here? Water, you did I promise. It's not Coke or anything or Sprite. But wouldn't it be weird, instead of me drinking this, if I brought to preach and drink this from a message, it would be weird, right? <laughs> Do you want to see me drink? I probably wouldn't because this has been out of the fridge and longer than a day. I mixed in a bit of water. We're not wasting milk, okay? We know it's a, it's a precious season to value the formula, value the milk. I should probably move this from stage. But the reason why I brought this is because I want to talk to you about my message today is no more milk. It's time to grow. And I really believe that it's time that we put away childish things like this verse is saying. And I want to encourage you to step into what God called you to be. And take that responsibility of what he called us to be. And I'm talking today about cultivating maturity. When Pastor Sean shared his word about last week about moving into maturity, he said three points. The first point was cultivating. And I have been praying about this word all week long. And I really felt like, and I was studying, what is the process of cultivating like? I'm not an expert in cultivating. Just look at my backyard, you'll see that I'm not the best. I'm learning. It's not something I grew up in Brazil used to, but I'm learning some stuff. I'm not actually practicing that much. Just because um, a little over a month ago, we had our third uh, son. That's why you see a bottle here. Uh, Nicholas was born and we it has been a, a a great season for us but also a season to again adjust to again deal with being a little bit sleep deprived having great nights and nights that are not so great and just adjusting going back to that new routine and letting our also our bodies adjust again you know it's been my oldest is three now, so like those three years difference make a lot of change, actually, in my sleep as well. I, I do miss a good night of sleep. But anyways, I hope I make sense from everything that I say. If I don't, please forgive me. It's probably my sleep. I am not blame it on that. But anyways, uh, I've been navigating this new season. I, and one thing that I've always learned from is actually from my oldest son. Because once you become a parent, a lot of things change in your life, and you begin learning Uh, From God, or what about parenting? You learn new responsibilities, and Ethan always teaches me a lot. God always is speaking to me through his life, and something that I noticed—a behavioral change—when Nicholas came is that now Ethan is likes and his new thing. You all know that he loves dinosaurs, but he really loves now his new thing is to play, pretending that he's like Nicholas. So he'll grab Nicholas's bed, crib, move stuff away in the living room, and just like want to be fed, want to be carried. Uh, it's normal, and I, I know it's normal. And he has honestly been great with Nicholas, but he likes playing that. And the other day, he grabbed actually a bottle of formula and put it in his mouth. And the moment he had a, like a sip from it, he just like, spit all over the, the living room. Why? Because now he experiences solid food. He experiences what's good. And what used to be good for him is no longer good. It doesn't taste the same. It's not feeding him the same way. And I want to encourage you out of the, this passage here and continue my word, building from uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, that says, there's much more I'd like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain. Especially since you're spiritually dull and dull, and don't seem to listen, you have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things of God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For uh, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know what how to do what's right. Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize between the difference, between what's right and what's wrong. And I really believe that this is a season that we need to move in, into maturity. I feel like it's like, uh, there's there's always grace, but I, I really believe there's a sense that it's kind of like it's our time to wake up moments. It's our season to really shift if we want to see things happen in a different way. Because let me tell you, like, as a parent, I want to see the next generation, my kids, grow and not lose the same principles that I grew up upon. And we are seeing the value shifts. And I, I, I want to encourage the church not to stay you know, like dull, not to stay quiet about this. We have to speak the truth. We have to stand up for words truth. We have not to be, I feel like, we cannot be living in a season of fear. The fear of the earth uncertain. what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen with your education? What's gonna happen with the ec- economy, uh, the economy of, of state of Canada? What will happen with the politics? We need to wake up. And God's calling us to actually be the ones that are leading. And so is our children. So is the youth. So is everyone here is called to make a difference. I believe that God put incredible words in your life. How many of you here have prophetic words that you haven't come and seen them to come to pass yet? I bet a lot of you. Because God wants still to mature some things in your life so that he can lead you into that place. So I really feel and sense a urge for us as a church to grow and to mature in the season. And thinking about cultivating, I was thinking about that process. And now I'll break up in four points. We'll see how far we'll get here. But I'm I'm really sensing I won't won't go past point two today. Uh, Number one in cultivating, the first thing that you have to do is to prepare. And... To prepare it means that you have to prepare the soil that you're going to cultivate. And the seed, like I'll, I'm gonna, some people define the cultivation process into seven steps, eight steps. I'm just condensing into one here, like into four, but like the, the first one I'm condensing into preparation and planting. It's a season where we are preparing our hearts, where we're preparing our souls, and if you, came into a walk with God, day one, you didn't know much, right? Yeah. You were learning to recognize the voice of the Father. You were learning to recognize the Holy Spirit. You were learning the gifts that God put into your life. You were learning a lot of things um, in your walk with God. And the same thing happens in this preparation process. It's a grace that God gives us. It's the same that as Pastor Sean was saying, there are seasons of introduction and seasons of instruction. And the preparation is the introduction of the cultivating season, of cultivating maturity, is where you're being introduced. And I know a lot of us here have probably been past this phase of preparation or have been in this long phase um, of preparation for the past years. And I want to read another verse to you. says in 1 John 3, 2 and 3, it says, Dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have have his eager expectations will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. So we may not have the full revelation. We may not be in full maturity and seeing all these things to take place. But we know what we're working together. We know the kind of crop that we are planting. We know what the kind of thing that we are going to be cultivating in this season. And I think that's the first revelation that God wants to awaken us today. Is knowing that you carry a responsibility in this season. That you carry a responsibility because God wants to multiply whatever he put in your hands he called us everyone to multiply it's just not the pastor the worship leader or the leaders of our church everyone is called to multiply so you need to remember that and then have the focus to be like jesus because something that i've learned is that maturity doesn't come overnight do you agree but also maturity has nothing to do with age Maturity is not how much you've lived, but how much you experienced of Jesus. And I want to encourage you in this season to really go stronger. And your own prayers, more than just waiting for someone else to move, say, Jesus, I want to experience more of you. Because you understand your value. And the more you experience of him, you will see how valuable you are. Last week, Pastor Sean preached on the manna. And the manna was a a daily provision to the people of Israel that would go bad on the next day, right? He also said, Pastor Sean, last week there was in the Ark of the Covenant, in the Ark of the Presence, there was a few elements, and one of them was the manna. That's the only manna that never grew bad because it was in the environments of the presence of God. So it never rot. It never smelled bad. And now I want to encourage you that we are called to live in that place, in the place of the presence of God. And that place will lead us into taking possession of everything that God called us to to take. I heard a phrase this week that really stayed with my spirit. It says, the places we go reveal what we seek. I know you heard the statement before that going to church won't make you a Christian as going to McDonald's won't make you a hamburger, but I want to encourage you that although that is true, I want to bring you into a perspective that if you want to uh, grow strong and you want to go to the gym, the act of you going to the gym is showing what you're seeking for your season. Not going once. Once won't like define you. Once won't bring you to this Amazing body here. No, just kidding. But uh, going multiple times and developing a habit will shape your health. The same way I want to encourage you that if we're not valuing and if we're not prioritizing this, giving time to God, making Him our priority, nothing will change. So we need to shift a value perspective. I shared a few weeks ago on a giving that of a word that God shared with me in Matthew 6, 33, that says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And God really started to speak with my own life, things that I forgot and things that we've been prioritizing too much time on the things that were meant to be added, which is like sometimes like the career, uh, clothes, basic needs that we have been focusing too much on that we made that our priority. And the God part is just the edit. Oh, it will be that, oh, if I have time, I'll come up to church. Oh, if my kids wake up early, if I had a good night of sleep, I'll come to church. I'll make this my priority. But God is really inviting us to flip that occasion in the season. If you want to see growth. If you don't want to see growth, that's fine. But what he's encouraging us is to really say, what are you seeking for you? What are you seeking for your children? What are you seeking for your family? So really begin to focus. Um, I've been writing some thoughts and really processing this about maturity. And I, I wrote this this week. Maturity is not know, it's knowing that it's not an opportunity that will change your life. It's a word from God. And we need to, in our life, we're going to be having many opportunities come our way. And I want to encourage you to stay and hold on into what God is speaking to you. Have all, everywhere you go, have a word that God is speaking to you. Hold on to that word. And don't shift. Don't, uh, don't be like the, the wind going everywhere. Just hold on to the word that God gives you and keep moving forward. No matter what people are saying. No matter what the audience or the voices in your life are saying. Just Keep your focus on God and His Word, and you will reach the maturity that He called you to be. Uh, In preparation, even Abraham, in his season, he left his place of comfort, his home, to go to a place unknown, because he had a Word from God. And God called you to go to unknown places. He didn't call you to go to uncertain places. He called you to go to unknown places. Why? Because even before you get there to the unknown, everything that He released already over you, He will meet you there. Once He said, I will be with you in that land, you can bet that once you reach that land, once you step foot into that land, He will be with you. He will be there waiting for you in the unknown. So I want to uh, really encourage you to walk with confidence and trust in this season. Although may, some things may feel not as comfortable know that if he called if he said a word he will come to you again this god will never call you to a plan or projects that he is not going to be involved he wants to be part of your journey and i feel like that's even my my journey with god you know like we this is the fourth nation that i lived in in my life Although I, 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 you can even count like China for three months, but I've been to, I lived in Brazil, I lived in Paraguay, I lived in the U.S. two times, I lived in China for three months, and I lived, we've uh, leaving living in Canada for a little, uh, almost six years in August. Yes, praise Jesus. Time is, is flying, huh? <laughs> um, but I feel like every season is a season of preparation. When I first left my home to have my university degree in Virginia, God was preparing me for the next season. He was maturing things in my heart. Sometimes we, like as a 17, 18 year old that was leaving my parents' house in Brazil, a little bit the the culture is just you leave your parents' house usually by university time. It's a little different than than Canada, I find, Uh, but as I was leaving to leave abroad, God had to develop and mature some stuff in me, not only spiritually, but let me tell you, like on the natural side of like, you have, I have to learn how to cook, to clean my own clothes, to take care of my, my, uh, my dorm in university. And God started to establish some mature things. It's my own journey with God. I started to feel like it's, it's me and you, God. Back then we didn't have like the internet wasn't as spread as today. I, I was chatting even with my parents the other week, and I was saying, oh, remember how we used to use Nextel and just like beep each other in Brazil? A lot of things like Skype was just coming up. So I remember my my phone could hold at least like 60 contacts max. That was as much as my phone could hold. And nowadays it's like we don't even use our phones for the purpose of being a phone, right? Uh, we use for everything else. But uh, God was maturing stuff in, my, in my, my own journey. I had to take care. I had my monthly budgets to take care. My parents were helping me through college the first years, and then I had to find my own job. And, and that was part of me also, hey, I have this much money. I need to be aware of how much food uh, I spend every month, how much is my dorm, how much everything costs, and take care of it. And with that also, my parents all, always taught me the principle of the importance of giving. And that's where preparation also plays a huge part because it's about sowing the seeds. And sowing the seeds, it's all about giving from the best, giving from the first fruits, as Pastor Sean was saying. Giving in the beginning of the journey, trusting that God will take care of you every single step of the journey. But the best way to learn this is to try. We, it's not from hearing a speaker. It's to actually live. So if you want to mature, start living, start trying. You've been saying, oh, I don't know how life with team will be. Try a team. I don't know how a connect group is. Try and going. Try going outside of your comfort zone. Same comes with giving. And I had to build my own history with God and seeing how he's the provider of my life. And seeing him move and seeing actually the the value of giving in my own life and seeing the effects of it and seeing it it change. And I remember in 2010, I had a crazy encounter with, Uh, A provision with God I had already graduated Uh, I was in Brazil back in a local church and we decided to take a trip to the States to see what God was moving and doing through the nation we were going to visit a few churches Uh, I believe we visited a Morningstar back in the day and then we were going to Batho Church and also a a few other churches and conferences that were happening along uh, around the States and I was just beginning my work journey back in but I was already back in Brazil in that time and i didn't have a lot of money so i saved for this trip and i paid everything paid the hotels paid the flights and i had 800 dollars that i brought with me cash i wasn't traveling i had a backup uh credit card just in case but i brought that 800 cash to that trip and said this is all i'm going to use to eat uh do any logistics inside gas to, like put gas in the car and also uh, if you know a little bit about Brazilian culture, everything is so expensive in Brazil. I was also going to buy clothes in the, the U.S. because it was much cheaper than Brazil with all the crazy taxes that we have. So I had a little bit of money saved. I want to buy uh, some clothes for me. I was like working jobs that required like some suits and some other stuff that I needed money for. Anyways, I traveled to the States with $800 in my wallet. Every church and every uh, place that I've been to, God started to speak with me. I wanted to sow a radical seed in this place and what? I am doing in this church. I want you to be involved and sow seeds in these places. Places you might not know. And I remember the amounts that God was saying, and my mind was just beginning to process, okay, there's minus the $800. And by the time we were at, like, the last stop was Bethel uh, Church in California, and I was like, man, I'm, I don't have much left. But anyways, like, I kept sowing my seeds. Uh, but with such joy, because I knew God was doing something. And I said, oh, I don't even need to buy anything, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just going to sow into the kingdom. Uh, I like the young days. I re- feel like we are a little more bolder. Like, after I got married, I feel like, so you, you start thinking about other elements that go into. But I want to g- encourage you to go back to your crazy youth days that you step out in faith. But anyways, um, I get my last stop from California back to Miami. It, I had a day in Miami that I was going to do shopping and that was it, end of my trip. The trip has been amazing so far. So I arrive in Miami, rent a car in the morning, and I was gonna give it back around 4, 4.30 in the afternoon just to check in on my flights and be on my way to Brazil. I go there, rent a car, go to an outlet beside the airport, spend the day there, come back. When I'm about to return my car, the, the person from uh, the company there, the car rental company said, were you in a car accident and i didn't notice but my someone had probably on the parking of the the outlet hit my um the lights in my car and they were like destroyed but i didn't notice because i parked and i, I didn't see the front of the car so that it shoots and as a young uh a little broke individual i never do the the full insurance from the vehicle for some reason, I don't know why. Like maybe God shifted the papers. I, I begin getting so stressed, and the lady said, "But don't worry, you're covered. You're fully covered. You don't have to worry. Everything is paid for. Your insurance, like the insurance that you you made, uh, the deal that you got, is it covers your car. You don't have to worry." I said, "Oh, good. One last relief." I get into the 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 line to check in. The Airline person that was behind the desk started screaming at me in Spanish. I speak Portuguese, in Brazil we speak Portuguese. It's not exactly the same language. She starts like screaming at me in Spanish saying, yeah. and I could understand something, you, you were late and you need to go now. And then I said, okay, just check me in. And I get my boarding pass and I see no seat on my boarding pass. I said, oh, something is messed up, something is wrong. I walk past through security and I see a mass of Brazilian people in line. It's loud. A lot of people in line complaining about uh, a flight that has been overbooked. They canceled one of the flights. So they're like, they had so many people to try to fill in the flights. I got super stressed. So I said, oh, God, like, I've just been through this amazing trip. I've been sowing seeds. I've been so faithful. I'm like, first the car, now this. And I get into, like, after waiting an hour in line, it's my turn and says, sir, you're not going to be able to fly today said, shoot, I needed to go to work. It was a Sunday, I was going to work on Monday, next day. That's a big problem, how we're gonna do. Said, yeah, we're gonna have to book you a hotel and you're gonna stay overnight. The standard procedure that if you travel, you've seen. But then she said something. As the airline, we're gonna help you because we know it's our fault. So you have two choices. And I look at my wallet, I didn't have much money left. I was worrying how I'm gonna eat the next day said, you can either take a, she- a check of $1,200 for future flights with American Airlines, or you can take a check for $800. And God just started to speak, like, take care of my things, prioritize my things, and I got you. He gave me the exact same amounts. But as a Brazilian and negotiator, I started to think, man, a check? My bank is going to charge me more than $100 just to cash that check in Brazil. How am I going to get she said, no worry, come here tomorrow, we'll see what we can do. Next morning, I had an amazing, I remember I was like just in my room, just thanking God for the amazing trip. I had an encounter with him. Went to check in, and I said, hey, I have this check. I was wondering if you could exchange this check for me. Out of nothing, someone from behind me said, oh, don't worry, I live here in the U.S., here's $800. Literally, the person behind me had $800 cash, in their pocket, and said, I'll cash the check for you. Don't worry, here's $800 cash. And this is just like, I was like amazed and seeing the goodness of God in the details. And I just want to encourage, this is one of many experiences I've had with God, with provision, with giving, with having his kingdom as priority in my life. And God wants to build this history. I could share many stories. Guys, like seasons we've been in our life as a family so broke that like God was saying, hey, pay for the groceries for this family. And we didn't have the money. And God would provide seven times more. I have hundreds of these testimonies. And I want to encourage you because God wants to build this within you. But it's only when you step out. And he said, God, I want to be this soil so prepared. And I want to be able to sow seeds and see you move and trust that you move. And he's a good father. Because in the same way that I know that if I see my children lacks, I know that God doesn't like see, to see his children in lack. And in him, his word promises, I am your shepherd. I am your father. You lack nothing. So this is the God I serve, and this is the God that I can step in and to leave. And I'm going to begin to introduce my second point, and then we're going to close and invite the worship team up here. We won't have time, but I promise you, if you can make an agreement with me, please come back next week. you hear the full message. I encourage you to come, make a commitment. I know it's summer, but please come back. I really believe that this, has, we have so much more to unpack into maturity here. But let me just go quickly into my second point, protect. For the next five minutes, I'll try to get as much as possible through it, and then we'll come back next week. Protect is my next point. It talks about the process, during the process of cultivating, about nurturing and the growth, and also pruning and weeding. So in cultivating, once the seeds are planted, they require nurturing and care. This includes providing appropriate amounts of water, sunlight, and nutrients to support their growth. In order to ensure optimal growth, plants often require pruning and removing the weeds uh, that compete for uh, resources. And I really feel that God was talking to me about this, that we have to really protect our hearts in this season. How many of you heard the statement before, the church hurt me? A lot of times, huh? I heard it a lot. Let me say it. It's true. People hurt you. Family hurts you. The church will hurt you. The church is not perfect. But how often do we hear the statement, I hurt the church? And God began to challenge me is, it's so easy to criticize. Oh, the worship today wasn't that good. The sound didn't sound as good. Oh, the media was a little bit behind. We forgot the lyrics. Or, I don't know, the drummer didn't sound good. You always sound good, John. Uh, You're great. But, like, it's so easy for us to come with a mentality and think that we depend upon, oh, I didn't feel the move. I didn't feel the presence of God. But we forgot our responsibility, what we carry. And I want to encourage you to protect your hearts and know that you are just responsible to advance the kingdom of God in this nation as anybody else. Because it's more than you and me, more than this local church. is about what God wants to do in and through you. His call for you is so special. He has You are so valuable. And until you come into that maturity and understanding, you won't understand your full inheritance. I'll finish reading this uh, short passage here. I won't read all the verses. Galatians 4, 1 says, Think of this this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually uh, own everything that their father had. And he goes on to the following. So he talks about, as children of God, in the same way I think about my son, like I I cannot let budgeting to be done by by pre-year-old. That would be a disaster. All the money would go into Flying Squirrel, uh, dinosaurs, 100%, or green and yellow, how he chose to call Dollarama, he calls it green and yellow, that he loves going every week and just he wants to buy something from there every day if I would let him. But everything would go into that, or McDonald's. But anyways, God does, like, He knows us, and He does not want to hurt us. And I know if I let budget, my son administrate the budget in my house, what would happen? We would be broke. But the same way, God is so gentle. He only, He has an inheritance for you. He has so many words, so many promises. And I want to see you. Walk into those promises. I will encourage you to walk into that reality. But for this, to do so, you have to protect your way into maturity so that you're able to administer everything that God puts in your hands. So I want to encourage us as church, as in this season, that I, you are praying, what is my part? Like Pastor Sean was saying, what can I do in this season? What can I do to develop maturity? And let me tell you, it starts with me. God has been challenging me this last two, three weeks like crazy. My own walk with him. We know that times of our lives that we've been on fire for God. And we know seasons that felt like dry. And I want to encourage you that it is okay to say, God, I feel dry. And I need you. I need your rain. I need your provision. I need to wake up. And God wants to hear that. When we admit I need more of your fire. He's going to bring his fire because he's a good God. So I want to encourage you to stand. We're going to quickly go back into worship. And just ask God, what can I do today? Even as you walk out of these doors, maybe in the area of giving, giving for the first time or taking a further step to see God move in your giving or joining a team or joining a connect group. Whatever it is, do a step. Take a step this morning. Don't be stagnant. Like Pastor Sean said, there's rivers of living water within you. So let's activate those in Jesus' name. Amen, Jesus. We thank you for everything that you're doing this morning, Father. We want to honor everything that you continue to do, Father, from this point on, Father. Let us think of Sunday as just a starting point, setting us on fire for everything that you want to do in and through our lives, Father. We want to take responsibility, Father, and we want to get to know your love in deeper ways, Father. We make that our prayer, like in John 17, that says that the eternal life is like knowing the Father and continuing to know the Father. We want to continue. We want to go deeper. We want to grow into knowing your love, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. Before I dismiss this experience, I just want to, with all eyes closed, just to extend an opportunity, Maybe you never, you're here in this place and you never said yes to Jesus. You've never known this love. It's okay. You can be like a baby introduced to the best love. The love that will change your life. A walk that with Jesus that is not a walk of uh, religion but of relationship. If that's you, you never said yes to Jesus. You want him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. I want to give you an opportunity with eye, all eyes closed here. If that's you, please lift your hands there's anybody in this room amen let's uh let's all repeat this prayer after me saying lord jesus i want to know your love thank you for dying on the cross for me and paying the the highest price so i could live jesus i ask forgiveness for my sins and i accept your forgiveness And I want to walk in newness of life. I say yes to you. Today and every day moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.